You're listening to My Solo Road by Divine Media. Hello, friends. Welcome back to My Solo Road. It is Sydney. Hi, hello. If you are a first-time listener, welcome. Thank you for being here. And if you are a returning listener, thank you always. Love you so much you know how it is. And yes, I'm so excited for today's episode. We are going to be sitting down with Jean and Shay, a couple of my dear friends. Full transparency. I feel like I'm not, I don't need to tell you this, but like, I feel like I tell you everything. We recorded this episode like a year ago. That is not an exaggeration. As you know, I had kind of like a year of podcast paralysis where I was not publishing any episodes, but I was in fact recording a few. And I recorded this one kind of at the beginning of that whole experience, of that whole journey, if you will. And so it obviously deserves to like live out there in the universe. So we will be listening to it today. But if there's like any dated references to where I might be traveling or where maybe they are traveling or how long they've been in their van for, that is why. And so, yeah, I just feel like I wanted to preface with that. But we talk all about cats and van life. They have two cats, Bean and Sprout. We talk all about the layout of their van, the type of vehicle that they have. It's a little bit older, which I feel like always comes with kind of a different and deeper type of love for the vehicle itself versus like my white Ford Transit. It's not like I'm obsessed with that, you know, like seen them, but they have a really unique, cool van that they love dearly. And we talk a lot about queer van life. They are a queer couple on the road. And so they talk about safety, they share resources and like much, much more. So I am very excited. I love Jean and Shay so much. And if you do not already follow them, you totally should. I'm excited for you to get to meet them for the first time, if that's the case. And if you do already follow them, I am really excited for you to get to know them kind of on a deeper level and just hear some things that they have to share and say but yeah here this it's gonna rhyme that is so lame uh here's gene and shay okay everybody we are back i have shay hello and i have gene hello okay i want to <laughs> distinct the voice so uh moving forward we know who is talking but all right we met in wyoming yeah across the country now yeah yeah a while ago it actually took me a couple days to remember like where we met because i don't know i don't know if it was just a long time ago or that like we were moving quickly at the time but i was like when i could picture the campsite perfectly but i had no idea where we were all the cows yeah all of the cows yeah that was a great oh my campsite. god yeah and that huge hill and thinking yeah. that a cow was a bear <laughs> yeah being, being convinced that we were looking at bears and then I, you guys were like where is it and then we all looked and i was like those Never mind. Cows. That is a <laughs> The four of us woke up every morning, surround our vans surrounded Vikings. by like probably 50 plus cows. Yeah. Right. Which was frustrating because when we first got there, it was like this, it was still gorgeous even with the cows, but there was like no cow shit everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then once the cows showed up, now it was just like every shit day, every morning you wake yeah. up and there's just like more cow shit yeah. surrounding everything, cow which pile. the dogs also like to eat. <laughs> and which Pearl is, likes to roll in. Yep. Yep. So that's always <laughs> lovely. Okay. So we're all in Philly right now. We're here for the holidays. I assume you guys are as well. Are both of you from Philly originally? Like outside. I'm from South Jersey. Yeah, and I'm from Allentown, which they're both within like an hour outside of the city. Nice. And okay, so when and how did you meet? What's your what's your love story? <laughs> it stemmed from Tinder, which I didn't even know. That took me a eight, while to eight put together. Months. Eight months it took you to figure out we matched on Tinder. I thought that Jean had just followed me on Instagram and I was like, there's this hot drummer <laughs> that's just showing up on my stories all the time and 
So I was like, okay, I'm going to start responding to them. And then I had to ask Jean on, on a, a date. date. I hinted so many times. You did not ask. You didn't ask. I told you. You were like, yeah, when, well, when we go there together, we can try this. And I was like, oh. <gasps> okay, so I she had was had putting like, herself out there. Yeah, I had had three mimosas at that time when I sent that message. I was with my best friend in yeah. Philadelphia. And I was just like, I'm just going to do it. My friend was like, also three mimosas in. Do it. Just send the message. But it worked out. It did. I think like a week later, I asked you out on a date. Yeah. Um, okay, so how long had you guys been together before you decided to move into a van? Where did that idea come from? Well, okay, our first actual date was the day before the world shut down. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I It was that. the day before, and we were even skeptical about going. Yeah, But thank God we it. did because, I mean, I don't know when, if we ever would have rescheduled it just because then I went home for, like, three months. You were home. It was just craziness so march 13th 13th. was our first date and then we didn't see each other again for like two months two months okay so you guys didn't see each other for two months but you were like talking and you were like that date was yeah solid we definitely like like, we're super into each other yeah Yeah. we had like virtual like movie movie dates type things yeah every single night we would like press play at the same time (laughs) oh my god i can't believe this park you believe that honestly cutest thing ever (laughs) (laughs) not embarrassing at all okay and then walk us through. And then we officially started dating in August, mm-hmm. yeah. and we got our van in September. <laughs> so, <laughs> perfect. Typical lesbian U-Haul move. Yeah. Yeah, but it just lined up, basically. Who found van life? Like, whose, van, whose idea was the van? Yours. I mean, I wasn't really watching any van life people, but... I was always into, like, living in some sort of vehicle, Mm -hmm. you know? You had an RV growing up. Yeah. And so you had had experience doing it. And I lived out of a van for about a month with my friend back when I was in college. After an internship, I had a free month, month and a half, and he was traveling out of his van, and I... I just remember it being the first time where I actually saw anybody that I knew doing it, and he Mm -hmm. was like, do you want to come with me? And so I did it, went up to Nova Scotia, and like hit a bunch of places on the east coast before I went back to college and then I kind of fell back into the routine of I need to get my degree and I need to get a job and then I moved to Philly but it was always in the back of my mind and I lost my job when the pandemic happened Mm -hmm. and I had this really nice apartment but it was super expensive and I was the city was shut down so I just brought it up because I knew my lease was ending and I was like what do you think about that? And we just happened to find a van that was perfect. It's the van yeah. that we ended up getting. Yeah, her stepdad found it on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Yeah, that's and awesome. What van is it? It is a 1984 Dodge Camper van. With, it's white with a big blue stripe down the middle, yeah. and I love PC, it. Yeah, PC. it is really cool. It's definitely one of the more, like, depending on what you like, I guess, sprinters and promasters and transits can always be photogenic, but, like, there's something really cool about like the older yeah. dodge yeah. and like those kinds of vans they mm-hmm. just look super cool yeah especially yeah. from the front yeah like we didn't girls. know we were gonna get an older van we no. were just open to anything really we looked at a, a few you but looked at a couple like, yeah I, a few sprinters and... yeah it was totally not a lot of people ask us like why did you choose an older van and it's like just we just saw it we fell in love with it right. and but we yeah we toured sprinters and it was right before the market like blew up like right. Vans are super pricey right now. I don't know if they've gone down at all, but at least a few months no, ago. No, they're on their way up. Yeah, because wow. more and more people are just like, why not? I'm, everyone's working remote for the most part these yeah. days. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. We're a little skeptical about it being an 84, but it had 67,000 miles on it when we got yeah, it. So. Which is awesome. Were yeah. you nervous to live in a van with someone that you had just started dating? Or were, did it just feel... Because, I mean, I guess it's different because Henry and I did know each other for a long time. Like, we were just friends. But when we started dating, it, there was this collective knowing without even really saying that it was like, oh, okay, well, I'm done. Like, this is him. This, yeah. is, this is the person that I'll be spending my life with. Like, yeah. that's easy. Yeah. Did you have that kind of feeling where it was just like, I don't care that we've been dating for a month. Like, this is my person. For sure. I mean, there's definitely, like, any type of moving fast. You get, like, jitters a little mm-hmm. bit or freaked out. But I definitely was, like, more sure than unsure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and even my mom, who is somebody who's, like, such a big part of my life, wasn't even that concerned that I was buying a van and moving into it with my girlfriend of a month. Right. <laughs> because we, over the time from our first date, and I, I bring it up because it, I think, is a huge reason why our relationship was so strong right from the bat. Those, like, two, three months when we didn't see each other, we got to know each other so yeah. much more than if we were just going on casual dates mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. going to bars and stuff. And We kind of became, like, best friends before... Yeah, no, that's awesome. Did you see van life, like, at all on the East Coast, or was it primarily on social media that you were really looking at it? I mean, just the amount when you're driving on the highway of vans you see on the West Coast versus now. Like, over here, you just don't really see them. So I never saw anybody on the East Coast. The only experience I had with it over here was my friend that I had lived with back in 2017 out of his van. There is one person, Emmett. He is on the East Coast. Yeah, there's a few now that I see now that we're in it, Mm -hmm. but I never saw it prior. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, when we were traveling the East Coast recently, we ran into like maybe three separate van lifers and every single person that we met, it was like this running joke between Henry and I that like, are we going to meet one van lifer who's been on the road longer than a week? Because every single person that we met, they were like, yeah, we've been on the road for about 48 hours. (laughs) We're headed West. And I'm like, of course you're headed West. Like they start East and they head West. Right. But Henry and I, having been on the road for so long, like there's nothing that makes us happier than meeting somebody who's like in their first few weeks. Cause you're just like- Oh my god, the the <laughs> glimmer in your eyes is so exciting. Like Do you, you give just... them like advice like okay, the first month is going to be Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I give them the advice that I do give like all beginners, but knowing what I would have done, I know that they're not taking that advice. Like my biggest piece of advice is always you likely don't have a remote income yet. Like and yeah. I mean, obviously I ask them first before saying that, but like if you don't have a remote income, travel slow like you can travel slow you don't have to hit every single city if you want this to be a lifestyle like don't burn through your money and just like go flying across the country Mm -hmm. and they always are like oh yeah that's so true we've already like we've been doing that or whatever and then they leave and I'm like follow them on social media and I'm like dude you are just crushing the whole country (laughs) like calm down like you you have plenty of time but it's it's impossible to combat that excitement so I completely understand and I mean I did the exact same thing for a while Yeah, uh, everybody does. <laughs> we right. Were, yeah. We flew. Yeah. We were like, it looked like we were on a national park tour. Like, yeah. We it was just... like a rat race. <laughs> Which is was. also, though, impressive being in a, an older vehicle. Yeah. Like, I'm honestly impressed with your car. I know. Yeah. yeah. Jolene, that's her name. And <laughs> great name. That's a great name. Yeah. She came with it. <laughs> oh, and, really? Yeah. And so we were like, that just it's works perfect. perfectly. Yeah. Fits her well. Dolly Parton. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you built out the van yourselves. How mm. was that process? So we had Shay's stepdad, Ed, help us. He, like, renovates houses and stuff, so he has a lot of knowledge. And he has, like, a workshop in his garage. Which was 
um, just all awesome. the tools yeah. that you could possibly need. Um, Which is so lucky. Yeah. yeah. So many we people have are to, like building their van or... out in the Home Depot parking lot so that they can like right. buy stuff or rent stuff and then just bring it right back yeah. in. Yeah. Right. I can't imagine. <laughs> so when we started, we just picked up the supplies and like he was our guide pretty mm-hmm. much to yeah. a lot of it. Yeah. We had zero experience beforehand and we also didn't i don't know why we never really even talked about it we knew we wanted to build it like we knew we wanted to convert the van oh, yeah because we would watch a lot of like van building yeah videos and like mm-hmm. we're really into that yeah so we wanted to do it for sure and we had time i mean my rent or lease wasn't up until march and we got the van in september mm-hmm. but we also didn't start building until november so it was getting really cold mm-hmm. and don't recommend that yeah, a winter in Philly. And we built the whole van. Yeah, six That months. is wild. And I don't until understand. Until April. Yeah, but we had no idea really what we wanted it to look like or what the layout was. We kind of just went with it step by step. And Ed, my stepdad, was just teaching us along the way. Yeah. It's like, this is how you do it. And it was cool because now if anything goes wrong, we are really able to fix any you know. little thing. Yeah. Right. What was the hardest part of the build for you? So we decided to do plumbing and electric last. Oh, big yikes. So that was not the most time consuming, but it was definitely the thing that I stressed out about Mm -hmm. the most because everything else, like, we could fix it and, like, make it work. But, like, with electric, it's like I can't fish these wires through the wall, so I have to make, like, putting holes in the wall, trying to get them through, trying to make it look nice. But, yeah, that's definitely the most stressful and hardest thing. I think the hardest is the shape of our van. It is, oh, yeah. like, it has, like, a rounded, it, like, tapers off, and then there is a high, a pop-top type situation, and so it just, the, the movements of putting our walls in, and mm-hmm. then putting our counters, like, our kitchen and our upper cabinets mm-hmm. in was challenging, because you had to trace every single thing and make sure it's at the right angle, and then we used a nail gun to get everything, and everything, once we hit the road, <laughs> kind of fell out, yeah, so we had pin to... Nail, a pin, pin nail, nail gun. And, right. like, you think in a house it's not moving like that. Yeah. But in a van, so, like, panels on the wall were coming off. Yeah. So, yeah, after, like, five months, probably. We got these long. We got big nails. Yeah. We went in there and we were, like, we are securing everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't recommend pin nails. Yeah. For your build. Yeah. It is very different. A lot of people, that's what's so frustrating now about all these professional van builders. They're, like... They claim to be professional van builders because they see the market for it, but all they've ever done is carpentry and houses. Yeah. And so you're just like, no, you can't be charging someone $100,000 for a build when it's going to fall apart because you have no idea how to build a van. And so that is advice I would give to everybody if you're looking into buying a van and having somebody else build it out. Do not trust the carpentry of a house or like really ask a lot of questions about your builder's knowledge of building vans versus houses and stuff because like they just said, it's... I mean, your it's van totally is, yeah, your house is now going over, like, roads that we should never be on. Yeah. And, like, four, you know, four-wheel drive type roads. And so everything is just constantly falling apart. Yep, yep. So it's super different. Cabinets yeah. are falling off the ceiling. Yeah. Right. Okay, so describe your build as best as possible for, like, like paint us the picture of your of your van build. Okay. So you open. <laughs> Take it away, babe. <laughs> you open up the doors we have two kind of like a french style door that's just the, the side of the van then you walk in and you're in our kitchen and right ahead of you is green kitchen cabinets and we have like an oak wood live edge countertop with a black sink and we have all of our books and our plants and then the actual live edge is cut off and is on the wall above that and that's our spice rack 
with these beautiful uh, mason jars with all their spices in it. If you turn around, there is another green cabinet and that has all of our electric and it also has another oak countertop with a little pull out extra counter space. And then if you look towards the bed and the couch area, we have a large bed. It's a queen size bed. It's huge. And it, it converts into a very deep sectional type couch, which is what I wanted the most. Mm-hmm. It's an L-shaped couch with the L on the left side. And then we have two rows of overhead cabinets that are also green with white walls. Lovely. Yeah. And a dark a brown ceiling. You did. Yeah, you painted the picture perfectly. Yeah. What kind of electrical system do you have? Do you have solar panels up top? Yeah, so we have a one uh, 170 watt up top, and mm. then we're also hooked up to our alternator. Oh, yes. That's just ten a out game of ten. changer. Could not recommend that enough. Yeah, right. gotta do it. I don't even think about my electrical system because... That's awesome. Yeah, because it's, it's just always charged. And I do have these really great lithium batteries. I used to have, like, trash batteries for a <laughs> while. So it did stress me out at the beginning, but then, God bless, uh, what is it, Rely On. Shout out to them. They sent me lithium batteries. Yeah, we have lithium Yeah, as well. we have two yeah. 200 amp hour mm-hmm. lithium batteries. They're Dakota yeah, they're great. They basically shut off before you damage the battery. You know what I mean? Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Yeah, like if they get low. Yeah. 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 And that's a good thing because, I mean, especially in the beginning, you're going to, if you're trying to get on the road, you're going to play around with power and knowing what you can and cannot use. Oh, for I sure. Mean, when we first started, we were using so much power. Like, we were still in an apartment. Like yeah. irons and induction and stove top. The and... electric kettle, like all of these things and... <laughs> you'll find out really fast kind of what watts things pull and how much you can use. And if it's cloudy or rainy, you should conserve a little bit more. Definitely. Right. Yeah, and we also have a EcoFlow. So it's kind of like a Jackery type of situation. Oh, nice. That's basically a portable battery for people yeah. that don't know it. It's a really handy thing, actually, to have, like, on the side. So yes. that in case, like, sometimes if I do want to test the power of something, I just put it in my Jackery. Same. And I'm like, okay, now instead of ruining my, like, actual batteries, I'm just like playing around with this yeah. jackery thing, yeah. like, to see what's going on. Yep. Okay, so you're done building your van. You said that was in April? Yeah. Okay, you're done building your van. You put the keys in the ignition. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, paint the picture. First day. Where are you going? What does it look like? Right. If it helps, because they're both making faces, like, this is definitely going to be a story. But about five minutes after moving into my van, I was like, let me grab a cup of coffee. Like, I'm on the road. I'm doing van life. And I pulled into a Starbucks drive through because... As one oh does. God. And it just like annihilated my vent fan cover, my solar panels. Oh, yeah. I hadn't, I literally hadn't been on the road five minutes. I went to the Starbucks right next to my house. I can't believe I haven't heard this yeah. yet. Didn't make it five minutes. And then I, I literally called my dad and I was like, ah, he destroyed my roof. And he was like, what do you mean you destroyed your roof? And I was like, I'm coming back. <laughs> Gotta fix that. So, yeah, that was my first day. Jesus. Oh, my God. That tops ours. That does top ours. Oh, wow. Okay. Feel Love a that. Better. So, the day we left, it was rushed because we were like, we're leaving this day. We have to leave this day because we had already pushed it a week later than we said. Yeah. So we like throw everything in the van. It's dark by the time we're getting ready. We're leaving. and We should have sh- just left the next day. I know. Mm-hmm. Shay's mom is crying and we're like <laughs> oh, all no. hugging together. Because she's going to miss you? Yeah. yeah okay. And it's really nice. And then... we get like It was a really nice goodbye. Like it was meaningful. It was like, see you... I don't know when, you know. (laughs) And we're on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. 20 minutes down, everything shuts off. What do you mean? The van stops The van stops working. The van turns off. Oh, God. We have to quickly pull to the side. So we pull to the the side, and we're like, it's the. So our gas gauge doesn't work. So we call AAA, and 
Apparently, if you need AAA on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, you have to call the commissioner of the Turnpike <laughs> to get permission to get a tow truck. Why am I not surprised? Honestly, East Coast man, it's so many rules. We learned we not this. Told this. We learned this three hours of sitting on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Of course. So. We finally do that. We get a tow truck, and we're like, is it the fuel pump? Is it this? Is it that? Turns out we ran out of gas. <laughs> Lesson learned. Love that. So, so we, did it say that it was full? Like, you, it just said? It just doesn't. It, yeah, it's, it's like, like, so it say that. full. It's actually yeah, the full. <laughs> the full line is here. It's like, burnt. How'd you figure that out? We kind of knew that. Put gas in it. Yeah, when we started testing <laughs> like, it in the beginning, we're like, this works. isn't working. There's no way we haven't touched any of our gas right but now we have not run out of gas since then no. we're really even gotten close. we refuse we yeah see you guys are already winning i've run out of gas like five times yeah <laughs> yeah and your gas gauge works yeah oh it works like a charm it literally i something tells me when i have 50 miles left 25 miles left and then 10 miles left and like at least five times i've had to call triple a or like roadside assistance for my insurance okay so where are you headed that day you put gas in the car did you have like a place in mind where you were like this like when i left i knew i was gonna have to it would take days to get there but i was like grand tetons like i'm hitting yellowstone and i'm hitting grand tetons like that was the thing i was going towards did right. you guys have that yeah we wanted to be in utah by may 8th may 8th yeah and we left april 16th mm-hmm. april 16th 17th. 17th so we at first we're gonna go down south because it was still really cold and we have said from the beginning we're not interested in doing uh-uh. too much of cold with our van. Like, I just don't like it. We have two cats, and it was just not our plan. So we wanted to go straight down the coast and get towards some beaches and just get out of a six-month build and the freezing. Like, our bones were cold. So mm-hmm. we headed to Florida first, and then we were going to cut across and go to Utah. And that didn't end up happening. <laughs> no, it was too fast. I don't yeah. know who we thought we were. And then it started getting too hot, and we learned. Yeah, when we were in Texas, it got super hot in Big Bend. Yeah, we kind of learned what why you don't want to live in a van in like ninety seven, right? Ninety eight degree temperatures. Even for us, it was bad, but for the cats, it was. Oh, it was awful. They were yeah. not comfortable. So. Yeah, Ella, and, my golden is miserable in the heat that's why people yeah. always say like so what do you do for this or that like in terms of weather and i'm always like i go north I, i'm like a yeah. bird like you go north in the summer and then yeah. you go south in the winter yeah. and i don't know i don't want to be if it's too cold don't want it if it's too warm don't want it right. like i will right. go where i can definitely yeah we definitely learned that we had we didn't know who to ask these things we didn't have we saw like the beautiful side of in life and stuff a lot but we weren't i don't know like we didn't have any like really close friends yet Right. At all. We hadn't even made a an Instagram or anything like that yet. So we kind of figured a lot out for ourselves well, the first happening. month. Yeah. yeah. And so now we do know that travel with the temperatures. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Even if you really want to go somewhere, you I can't go to Arizona become in the a middle of summer. Yeah. Heat. Yeah. But honestly, it's a huge benefit to not follow a ton of people and to learn that on your own. Because yeah. like, I do think that like just having to problem solve yeah. and like mm-hmm. confidence build a bit in just mm-hmm. terms of like you living in a van yeah definitely great yeah. so where all have you been so far so we shot down we've been to 21 states right i feel like it's probably a little more but around there we didn't go to like the hot desert places pretty much uh-huh. we hit everywhere else that we wanted to go yeah we went down the east coast to florida mm-hmm. and then we did the south and we did like new orleans and that was awesome mm-hmm. we love new orleans we 
went into Texas and went over towards Del Rio, which mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's ever been to. No, it's where really, is that? In Texas? It's right outside oh. of... It's right near Mexico. Yeah. It's oh, like okay. right on the border. Like you really couldn't get closer. We were on this body of water with a really cheap campsite and you can... That water split is Mexico. It was beautiful. Nice. Then we went up into New Mexico and yeah. Colorado because it started getting too hot in Texas and mm-hmm. we were like, we're going to have to save like a lot of these states that we wanted to do until later. Yeah, the winter time. Which is when we're when we go back, we're going to hit them. Gonna hit. Yeah. yeah. But then we ended up being able to do like Colorado, New Mexico. We did get Utah, into Utah, Wyoming. And then we Idaho. Yeah. Oh yeah, we, you guys were in Idaho for a while. Wyoming. You were in Stanley, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, that you guys were the reason that Henry and I went to Stanley. Yeah. yeah. And we ended up staying there forever. It sucks you in. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I couldn't leave. Like you, they, because it's such a small town, they do those like. Did you ever see the street dancing? Mm-hmm. Like they do that once, once a week. Once a week. Yeah. Yeah, it's like once a week they have a or basically every night they do something yeah. like it's oh tonight's that bar's time to like yeah. do that. It's yeah. just the best. Like isn't a it? show. It's so yeah. cheap too. Like all the stuff. There's like one store. Where everyone knows each other like it's very it's van amazing. friendly which is so convenient it is mm-hmm. a lot of the, the seasonal of work a lot there's a lot of seasonal workers that live there yeah. who live out of their vans yep. so we were like why are there so many people like that we keep meeting at these bars they're like yeah i live in my van too it was, it was just like, oh yeah and i mean then you're tucked in the saltus mountains yeah oh it right was, it was just yeah. amazing i love that is probably my favorite place that we have been in mm-hmm. so far. yeah that yeah I... henry and i promised each other we'd go back there every single year yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've been on the road seven months. You mm-hmm. went to all of these different places. You yeah. traveled quickly. What roadblocks have you, or just like any mechanical crisis, or like anything that you've had struggle-wise? It was like the first month. Where were we? South Carolina. South Carolina. And we were driving out of a campsite, and I hit the brakes, and they don't work. <gasps> and we were going fast. I was coming in hot. Yeah. The first month, something's always going to happen, yeah. in my opinion. Like, it, it tests you. Mm-hmm. Battery that die our... or something like that. Yeah. So, I'm using the emergency brake, driving. Like, we're trying to find a mechanic. I'm looking at, like, the brake fluid. It's low. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, oh, maybe that's it. So, we just go to a gas station. I put brake fluid in. And, um... Well, hold lot. on. What are we saying the brakes don't work? Or do you mean they are... they? So the they pedal is squishy. Like you it know when you hit the pedal and it like resists and right. it stops. It was squishy and I had to put the pedal to the floor to even like remotely slow down. I was hitting the emergency brake pretty right. much. So I put the fluid in. It gets a little better. Like it's less squishy. What sucked was we probably spent like a week with this because we couldn't find a mechanic. That could fit us. That could fit us mm-hmm. into a bay. And even you get to go, you can go to just a dealership, right? Is that how you normally? I do, do it? not go to dealerships because it's always so much more expensive. Yeah, uh, Henry has a Mercedes, so he basically has to. You can yeah. go to like a Sprinter certified mechanic, but yeah. unless you're in like San Diego, that just doesn't really exist in everywhere. Right. Um, so no, we all have those problems though. Like I the can't bay, really, yeah. You, I called enough. ahead of time and I'm just, I, I have a nine foot van. Can you fit me? And yeah. I was like, nope. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> I'll call the 22nd mechanic. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. That was definitely us. And Um, we're right outside Charleston, so it's like a very busy area. And so usually when you're in a bigger city, it's harder. It's weird. It's harder because it's so... Jam-packed. Jam-packed, so they don't have these huge bays. It's true. Yeah. So we take it in, and we're like, oh, it's probably just like something small with the brakes. And they're like, your back brakes are like leaking out a lot of brake fluid. Everything that Jane was pouring in when we were trying to just pouring out. was just like going out of the, the back wheels. So we spent seven hours in the parking lot with the cats in the bags, just sitting outside. 
But they finally fixed it and in one day. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's in nice. one day, yeah. which was great because we were like, oh my god, it's about to be like all of our savings, and we were purely savings at that point that we yeah. were living off of. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know, like, can we do this? Like, this is going to be so horrible. Yeah. And the guy comes over with, like, a paper of, like, all the things I could do to the brakes. And I was like, what can I do? He's like, can I have to do it all? So <laughs> it was, like, $700 in our first two weeks. Yeah. And then we had nothing. Not a thing go wrong. <laughs> nothing for... Almost six months, because the yeah. first batch of things were in our first month, uh-huh. and the last batch of things hit us two weeks before we had to catch a flight and the be back on the East two Coast. two weeks. We're in Walmart, and I start the van, and it lets out this really loud shriek. It's, like, terrifying, and we're like, <laughs> that does not sound right. But it started right up. But it started, and then we go to Walmart, and we go to start it, and nothing there's no noise whatsoever <laughs> there's like a click of the key the right. key hitting something yeah like it. and it's nothing else and we're like great so we go to the mechanic and he's like if i do a diagnostic it's this much or i could just change the starter and hopefully that because solves we it asked our instagram stories mm-hmm. we were like this is exactly what's going on like i'm going up in jean's face who's like yeah. trying to figure it out i'm like does anybody know and yeah. people were pouring into our DMs. Yeah. And were like, oh, yeah. It's this. I really think it's this. Which was so great because we got to save on a diagnostic. Like, yeah. that was one of the things that was wrong. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. So, change the starter. It starts up. Perfect. Awesome. We still have two weeks at this point until we had to be in Phoenix. We're in right. San Francisco to paint a little picture of this. Yeah. We have yeah. to be in Phoenix in two weeks for a flight to get back home for a wedding. And those last two weeks, I'm booked with work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can't, like, take a day to figure it out. Right. So we're driving, and I'm looking at the Bluetooth. Like, I have an app to tell me if the house batteries are being charged by the alternator. Uh-huh. So I'm looking, and we're driving, and they're usually charging, and I'm like, they're not charging. Like, something's up. And then... On our van battery, it says it's only at, like, 12.3. So if we go to, like, 11.9, our van is going to shut off. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what the frick? And we go to O'Reilly's, and I was like, I need to figure out if it's the battery or if it's the alternator. Because people on Instagram were like, it's probably the battery or the alternator. Mm Mm-hmm. Literally, Instagram was our new mechanic. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Which is so nice. Like, the community always does, like, hone in. Yeah, and fast. Yeah. And then the guy at O'Reilly is like, if you start the van and you take off the negative terminal, like the wire, to the battery and it shuts off, it's the alternator. Uh And I did it and it shut off. I was like, all right, so I guess it's the alternator. So I asked them to order two of them just in case one didn't work. Love that. Yeah. So I'm like watching videos on YouTube. <laughs> Preparing. To As one does. So I was like, I don't know if I want to bring it in and we want to pay for that. And this is Jean's first time attempting like big mechanical work. Yeah. Changed it and it worked. Amazing. Yeah. Took four hours. Four hours. Five hours. In the O'Reilly's parking lot. I yeah. was in the yeah. front seat, like Good job, babe, watching TikToks. Like, yeah. I have nothing I could be doing. Yeah. Right. It's actually a lot of fun. It wouldn't have been as fun if it didn't work. Right. <laughs> but because yeah. it worked, it was a lot of fun. So we got that solved. I noticed that our tire looks a little flat. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, God. So then the next day after work, we go to pump up the tire, and I see a huge nail. Like, I fill up the tire, and then I hear leaking, and I see a huge nail in it. I'm like, oh, my God. I know. Yeah. 
I'm literally going to cry. So luckily driving on it, like, shoved it in more. Uh-huh. So it, like... Plugged it. Plugged yeah, it. it really yeah. did. And I was like, well, great. Yeah. So then we go to La Schwab the next day. They patched it for free. Yeah. Amazing. Uh-huh. And we go to get our oil changed. <laughs> this is the fourth thing. Right. This we, is all within, like, four days. Yeah. yeah. We go to get our oil changed, and they're like, your oil pan is leaking. We can't change your oil. Awesome. I was like... Oh, well. <laughs> so, Let's fly to Philly. Yeah, yeah. So I kept an eye on it. It wasn't really uh, dripping too crazy. So we'll just deal with that when we get back. Yeah, But for we'll sure. be in a better good. mindset because I swear when I heard that, I like looked at Gina. I was like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not doing it. So I'm just like pouring oil into the pan. I'm like, it'll be fine. It's like yeah. our van needed a rest Hmm. Wow. Well, you guys have been through it then. Yes. I love that. Yes. Honestly, it's like a rite of passage almost. I mean, Mm -hmm. when somebody hasn't gone through anything, I'm just like, I'm praying for you. I will keep you in my thoughts and prayers. Yeah, (laughs) because shit is going down. It's it's coming your way. Yeah. Okay, so we mentioned your cats. You guys have two cats. Mm -hmm. Bean and Sprout. Bean and Sprout. How has it been having cats on the road? That's one thing, obviously, I don't have any experience with. And so many people, I get DMs every single day being like, hey, love your content. But do you know anybody with cats? Because I want to do this, but I have cats. And I'm like, <laughs> Quinn Gable and Jean and Jen. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely, I mean, they're both my cats before Jean and I started dating. Mm-hmm. And I debated if they would like it enough for me to bring them. And I was like thinking of keeping them at my mom's. And then as the time got closer to leave, I was like, I'm not doing that. They're coming with me. Like, those are my babies. And They've been a great. Like, they love it. Now that we're taking a break for the holidays away from the van, that you could tell they miss it, especially mm. our one cat, Sprout. Yeah. It's amazing. Just seeing them going from laying in my apartment all day, like, sleeping and waiting for uh-huh. me to get home from work, and now they're, like, out in the middle of Moab, Utah, like, running around. Like, yeah. I just love it. Yeah, they're harness trained. Mm-hmm. Sprout is definitely better than Bean. Bean likes to get out and she needs to be on her leash free uh-huh. roam you know yeah roam um, a little too much too yeah, much just and will stay right by us yeah. yeah how did you guys do that how did you manage training them just kept doing it every day yeah in the beginning before we moved into the van right when it was like almost done being built we just practiced putting their harnesses on and i would put them on and put them in my mom's backyard with uh-huh. their leashes and they didn't love it that much like it was just weird they had never had anything like that on before so they didn't yeah. really move much Bean would lay down. She was just like, this is not... In yeah. protest. <laughs> yeah. But then they liked to go outside. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of started putting together that when I opened that back door, they had to have their harnesses on or mm-hmm. that they like had their harnesses on when they were outside. So it started being associated differently, I think. Mm-hmm. And now we have our harnesses hanging on our door mm-hmm. and they go over to them like every morning. They yeah. Want, All right, it's time. Yeah. And if we pick them up, they come running towards us because mm-hmm. they... I mean, running from running from the bed to the sink. (laughs) (laughs) It's something that I would say if you are you have a cat and you want to go on the road, just exercise patience because it's not like a dog. You can't train them as fast and in the same way, but they will come around. But they have to think it's their idea. Yeah, (laughs) interesting. Mm -hmm. See, I don't know these things about cats. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or a reward. Right. Just like a treat or something. Yeah. Are there any products or is there like one key thing that you would tell people to either do or buy or something like that? Or no, that's fine. For trap, like stressful situations, the spray, the, what was that spray? Sentry calming spray we used. And also their bags. They have carriers, their backpacks that we can bring on hikes. 
and everything in their mesh. Um, they're from the brand Texans, which is T-E-X-S-E-N-S. And you can get oh. them at, like, different pet smarts. I think you can get them on Amazon. They're, they weren't that expensive. They were one yeah. of the cheaper ones, but then they also expand out. So they can lay... If they don't want to be on their harness, but they can still be outside, and it mm-hmm. gets pretty large in size. Yeah. So those that's my favorite thing for them. Yeah. Nice. So, switching topics, I feel like it's just so weird going from what traveling quickly, cats on the road, and then talking about being in a queer relationship on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, all of the things. Let's just fit this all in one hour. Um, okay, talking about queer relationships on the road, uh, what your experience has been like, and we'll get into all the details and stuff, but starting off with how you both personally identify. So I'm Shay, and I identify as she, her pronouns. I'm Jean. I identify as trans, masculine, non-binary, and my pronouns are they, them. Beautiful. And would you both explain kind of what those things mean to you? If there's any listeners who may not know, mm-hmm. don't know how to like navigate, maybe they've heard of it, but they don't necessarily know what the language means. Yeah. And I know you're, you guys can only speak to your own experiences, but... Yeah, I usually identify with queer sometimes i also identify as a lesbian that's kind of personal preference yeah i feel like that's kind of it for me but i know you have a little bit more to talk about (laughs) so being non-binary i don't identify like on the gender spectrum really Mm -hmm. like Like, the binary gender yeah correct yeah i feel like when people hear non-binary they they're like oh so you're like kind of a guy kind of a girl and it's like no i I don't identify with either of them but i do identify as more masculine than feminine Mm -hmm. nice okay and so my personal question would be how does like the trans title coincide with non-binary because I I feel like a lot of people associate trans with being one or the other right so those two things combined Mm -hmm. how does that for me personally it's I guess being on hormones where I associate being trans because I'm physically changing my body with the quote-unquote male hormone interesting okay yeah Nice. And what has your experience been like on the road so far? Both of you being in the relationship that you're in, identifying how you do. What are things that you might have to consider when you're traveling, going into different cities, um, navigating the world uh, in unfamiliar places Mm -hmm. that cis people, heterosexual people might not even consider? Yeah. Um, People were just really accepting and it was kind of something that we knew there was other outlooks and people who disagreed with our life choices Mm -hmm. and everything, but we never had to deal with that straight on. So when we finally got on the road and we knew we were heading south towards the very south of our country, we were like, damn, we need to look into this and be careful where we're parking. And that's just something that's interesting because I think a lot of the times, obviously everyone is making sure they stay safe, but we have to really know what areas are we pulling this van into even to get gas or if we want to go on like a date or walk down and we're very affectionate affectionate. yeah so we're always holding hands I'm like always just like leaning all over (laughs) Dean and we have to think about these things so that's definitely just strange it's a strange adjustment to all of a sudden I lived in a place called the Gaberhood and now I'm in the middle of like Alabama and I have to watch you know? Holding my yeah. hand. Yeah. yeah. There is a website called Gay Cities, which I actually talked... I talked about it in a blog that I wrote for your website. Yeah, and which I had never heard of before. I feel like I might have seen it in your Instagram stories yeah. before the website thing, but I have never heard of it, and I, it sounds like it's a great resource. It's mm-hmm. amazing. And 
we also wrote something for them because we talk about them all the time and eventually like mm-hmm. they reached out and we're like do you want to talk about it but basically what you can do for anybody who would be interested you go to gaycities.com and you can type in any city in I think the world but I'll say the country and it will tell you any articles whether they're good or bad about the queer community it will give you resources to LGBTQIA friendly bars, restaurants, salons, anything that you would need, gender neutral bathroom options, Mm -hmm. like parks and hikes that anything you would need to know, it's a really great resource. So that has been something that's been great. Yeah. I think for me, I have to gauge like what establishment I'm in Uh because like I'll walk in somewhere and people will just think I'm a man. Uh You know what I mean? So if I walk into a place and, like, people think that, I usually have an easier time, Uh like, maneuvering in that uh, establishment. Or, like, if I go to a place and I'm using the bathroom or, like, just walking around and I'm getting stares, Uh that's when I know that I need to, like, maybe go to the bathroom in the van, you know what I mean, instead of... Risking going into the women's room or the men's room. Right. So if I'm in, like, a restaurant and everyone thinks that I'm a man, I'll go into the men's room. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's actually... Do you, on a personal level, feel more comfortable going into one versus the other? I usually feel more comfortable going into the men's room because in the men's room, they're not really looking at you. They're not really uh-huh. worried about you in the men's room as yeah. much as the women's room. Like, uh-huh. in the women's room, I feel like you're looked at more. Yeah. Like, is this a man in a a women's restroom? Yeah. Like, that thought. I've heard outside people say that a lot. Like, well, if we, you know, allow anybody to go into any bathrooms, but I have my five-year-old daughter, then, like, how do I know? Like, I've I've heard that argument. So, yeah, I would imagine that it makes sense how you feel navigating that. Yeah, I've gotten called out. Oh, really? Yeah, several times. Since being on the road, or was that before? No, it was before. It actually happened in Philadelphia. To wow. Me. Yeah. And then I was at a rest stop and an older woman came up to me and told me I was in the wrong bathroom. I was I mean, like, out of like, I'm actually not. <laughs> right. I mean, I wonder if maybe this is really stupid to say, but like if like she wasn't mean, like was she like, oh, oh my God, you're in the wrong restroom. Yeah, like, I don't, I'm not really sure. Cause whenever yeah. someone says that to me, I immediately am like super triggered and I'm yeah. like defensive and I'm like, do you want me to prove it to you? Like, right. Yeah, for if sure. If you're so worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's usually... Whatever establishment I'm in, I have to gauge it. Yeah. In that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you spoke briefly in the blog post as well about Planet Fitness, which yeah. is that's just so interesting because that is some that is one like what I'd consider a resource that I tell everybody in van life. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, you have to get a Planet Fitness membership mm-hmm. because twenty dollars a month for endless showers. Mm-hmm. Like, who doesn't want to do that? And then right. I was reading that blog post and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the most valid thing I've ever read. Yeah. Like, I say that so instinctually that, mm-hmm. like, it just does not cross my mind. Like, yeah. it was just something where I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't be, like, that free to just, like, be telling everybody that that's the definitive answer to all of our shower problems. Yeah. Right. So how have you navigated showers? I think you have a solar shower. Yeah, yeah. Correct? We It's do. tricky, though. We When we got on the road, too, we saw everybody goes and uses Planet Fitness because, like you said, it's cheap and it's in every state and... So we got it, and it just became more and more uncomfortable every time we walked in. They were Mm. directing me to the women's locker room and Jean to the men's, and then Jean would follow me. And I just, I very much pick up on Jean's energy, and Mm. I also get very protective. Yeah. And so when they're doing that, immediately I know Jean's triggered, and so I'm like, okay, we need to get in and out of this place as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. We go at weird times because... 
it was more empty and there was less yeah. of a chance of anyone saying anything. When any, if anyone had, like approached us or said anything in the nicest way, we were probably off because it was just such a high stress situation and it got yeah. to the point where we were like, let's not do shower. that. So Jean, mm-hmm. yeah. I just wouldn't shower. Like I yeah. think I went like three weeks without showering. Yeah. yeah. I was just not trying to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we use honestly like fresh bodies of water if we can. We have a solar shower, but we're actively looking for a better a better option. solution. Mm-hmm. We might eventually build like a something a little bit more than our little solar shower we yeah. have. Something we can rely on more. But it's hard because when you're in the city or it's freezing you don't want to get outside of your van and, and solar shower, shower. Right. Yeah. and you obviously can't if you're, we were in San Francisco for a month. Like, we couldn't just park up and shower right. on yeah. the street. It's just not worth it. So, I have laid a towel down many a time and literally just, like, loofahed in my sink and just, like, scrubbed yeah. whatever yeah. I needed to scrub or, like, right. washed my hair in the sink and stuff like that. I've even yeah. done that yeah. a couple a nice times. We're definitely going to upgrade wipe. something. Yeah, the little, to like, the butt pits. wipes everywhere. <laughs> right. Has there been a time on the road where you entered a city that you felt unsafe, like uh, where a situation happened or anything has happened where you would like almost in an advice type way tell people maybe like this particular place? Charleston. Yeah. You didn't feel particularly welcomed? It just, you feel like you stand out a lot unless you are, I would say like a wealthy cis white person. person. That's Mm -hmm. how we felt. It's beautiful there. It is. Like we, I liked seeing it, but... Yeah, I don't... We were looking for, like, a dive bar yeah. for a situation. Like, there wasn't any of those. We usually, like, if we're going to get a drink, we try and find, like, a queer bar or yeah. a dive bar or something like that. There wasn't really anything like that. And so we just felt like we stuck out like a sore thumb. And I feel yeah. like the bigger cities, as you want more south, we started noticing that. that mm. There was, like, the same type of people everywhere you looked. And so we were like, let's... Let's not... Yeah. Yeah. You know? Even just like tattoos and piercings and wearing darker colored yeah. clothing. Yeah. Just looking, like, looking a little more progressive. We're, you, <laughs> like we're not in Philadelphia anymore. Yeah. 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 But so. the only time anything happened where it was an altercation was surprisingly Vail, Colorado. Yeah. We had an issue. Yeah. 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 We were at a bar and this guy was objectifying Shay pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I said something to him. Uh-huh. And he was like, I think at first he thought I was a guy. Uh-huh. And then his demeanor was his, a lot different. Yeah, he was like, we don't we don't talk like that. Like you don't talk like that to me. And then his friend turned around and was like, you can find out real quick what happens to you. Like if you keep doing this, like keep talking to me. So, so I grabbed Shay and I'm like, we gotta go. And we go to leave, and one of the bouncers mm-hmm. stops us and was like, I saw what happened. Like, I'm really sorry. We're going to ask them to leave. Mm-hmm. And, like, two minutes later, the two guys come out. Mm-hmm. So they were going to follow us out for sure. And Not two minutes. It was, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. And, yeah. like... They had no idea the bouncer had do stopped us outside. Yeah. Yeah. Do something for sure. And the monster's like, we're going to ask them to leave. So we went back inside, but like into the less busy part of the mm-hmm. bar. Mm-hmm. And the guys walked back in with no problem and were just able to be there. Yeah. Just, like staring at It was down. terrifying. It was really Yeah, that is really scary, scary. when I like realized they knew that we were a queer couple mm-hmm. and that they wanted to like go outside and fight us. There was these, these huge guys. They were mm-hmm. just, like, huge burly men. 
Yeah, and right. all because my partner stood up for me when you were commenting on my body, like, at a bar. You right. You know, it's like, you're so in the wrong, I don't, I just don't understand. Right. But that's really the only time when things were outwardly. Other than that, we leave if we get sideways glances, or we notice, like, a disapproving look, or, yeah. Or anyone just getting too close and chatty with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just like... Yeah, that's interesting. Asking too many questions. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I'm curious with Eugene what your timeline has been like. Just personally, like when you felt like you didn't fit into what you were learning, even as a young person. Right. um, Are the gender norms and the binaries and these things, like when did you know or feel that you felt differently than what you were being told was that. And then also with like the changing of pronouns and getting on testosterone. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious about like what that whole timeline looked like for you. Yeah. When I was like probably in first grade, my mom would try and put me in tights and I would just absolutely lose my mind. Like I hated wearing girls clothes. I was always so sad. And then in second grade, she started letting me be a tomboy essentially. Mm -hmm. And since second grade, I knew that I, like, wanted to, quote-unquote, be a boy. Uh-huh. And then it wasn't... I came out as a lesbian when I was 17. And then I still felt weird. And... Uh, in terms of sexuality, did you know well before that you were like, I am attracted to yes, those girls? Yes, second grade. Yeah. <laughs> I had a crush on my second grade teacher. Love and, that. like, had crushes on girls all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then... When I came out at 17, something still didn't feel right. I remember telling my first girlfriend ever, I was like, I wish I was a guy. Like, Uh I wish I was a boy. So I struggled with that for, like, 11 more years. And then I started to see, like... How old are you now? I'm sorry. I'm 32. Okay. When I was, like, 27, like, 26, 27, I started to see, like, trans men on the internet. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh This is it. That's me. That's what I want to be. So when I was 28, I came out as a trans man, and I went by he, him. Okay. And I went to the Mazzoni Center in Philadelphia and, like, talked to my doctor, and she was like, okay, like, we'll start you on T and, like... T testosterone. Testosterone. And yeah. I had to wait a little while because they wanted to be like, we want to make sure you're sure that you want to do this. Uh-huh. I was like, okay. And then I started taking tea. And I felt great. Like, I started binding my boobs and taking tea. And I was like, I finally feel, like, comfortable in my body. This is amazing. And then I had this weird, like... And this is flawed, for sure. Like, this is definitely, like, internalized yeah. transphobia and, like, homophobia. Um, but I it's was, helpful. I'm sure so many people have felt it that way. Yeah. yeah. I was like, if I fully become, like, a man, I'm kind of, like, losing my queer identity. Because mm-hmm. I still identify as a lesbian. I'm like, I'm, To this day? Yes, or at this time? Okay. To this day. And I was like, I'm going to lose that. Like, I really don't want to lose that. So then I was like, I think I'm non-binary. Like, I'm, I'm definitely more masculine, and I still take testosterone to this day. And, mm-hmm. like, plan to continue to do that. But I just don't really think I identify fully as a man, he, him, and uh-huh. all that. So then probably when I was 29, like a year later after coming out as trans, I was started identifying as non-binary, they, them. Uh-huh. And telling my parents this, they were super... My dad was like, yeah, I, 
we kind of knew. We, <laughs> uh-huh. we knew that. <laughs> when you said something about being trans or something about non-binary? When I said something about being trans. Okay. He was, I was going to say, if your dad was like, yeah, I knew you. I knew you were not binary. Well, that's what I was going to say. Wow. Progressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I came out as a trans man, he was like, I know. Like, we we knew it. Uh-huh. And my mom, she was shocked, but she's super supportive. Right. And then I told them that I wanted to go by they, them, and I'm non-binary. And they were just like, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. For sure. My mom's super great with my pronouns. Yeah, she is. She kills it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Was it on your Tinder profile? How was it the conversation with Shay? I was already out as non-binary and they, them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew before we went on our first date just because that's a great thing about social media too is like you can see it now, like right mm-hmm. in the top of their like Instagram or whatever. So mm-hmm. there's no questions or misgendering or anything yeah also great shout out everybody put your pronouns in your instagram (laughs) yeah seriously it's helpful it's really helpful it's super helpful it is even if you're cis it kind of normalizes it yeah well yeah that's that is kind of what i meant by that is that a lot of people have just said like put it in your bio so it's just that should just kind of be a thing so that it for sure yeah so what was your i know you just spoke to this a little bit but like uh even with you shay your experience with your family and your friends and coming out did you always feel accepted like loved was there any not that you even need to talk about it specifically but like negative experiences there was a little bit of hesitation i would say at first because i grew up being boy crazy Uh and my mom always said it to me and really I just was like I liked attention like growing up and so I was like all my friends are doing this this is what I want to do and I didn't really know I wouldn't I had no language for it at Uh all there were definitely girls that I had like crushes on but I thought that I just really wanted to be their friend Uh like I thought I had I was like either jealous of them or wanted to be best friends with them that now looking back with that perspective, I understand. My first time that a girl ever came into my life was when I was 14 and straight up asked me if I was gay, if I was like interested in going out with her bowling. And I lost my mind. There's something <laughs> called gay panic. I had okay. it. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I was like, I do. Why do I want to do this? Like, yeah. I, it was crazy. And that was the first time that I was mortified of telling my family I just couldn't do it I was supposedly had this boyfriend and there was just no way around it so I had waited I think that they knew but I waited until I was 21 to come out publicly to all of my family I posted my girlfriend on social media and I was like I am a lesbian like this is my girlfriend and everyone all of my friends knew already but I just couldn't hide it anymore and I was like Uh I don't really care at this point because I lived on my own and that's something that I think is a big thing like if you're secure and you're safe to come out and Uh that's what I love my family to death but you don't know like you you know what I mean yeah it's scary and so I had my own apartment I was living just completely on my own and I was like there is the only thing that's gonna hurt is if they don't accept me but I'm not in danger Uh and of course it went like great because my family is great but yeah so 21 I came out but I first really knew I would say when I was 14 that girl asked me out to go bowling. I was bowling. just about to say when you got asked to go bowling <laughs> freaked the fuck out it really was that's hilarious and, yeah. you, and you as well Jean have had a, a pretty overly positive experience with family with my mom and my dad yes when I came out as a lesbian I think they were a little upset just because 
they wrote off like grandchildren and uh-huh. all this stuff, which like isn't the case now. I talk about yeah. having grandkids. I was just about to ask is all that, the time. Was yeah. that a topic that's okay with the two of you? Yes. yes. Yeah. Do you want kids? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I talk about it now, especially with my mom, because that's like what she wants more than anything Mm -hmm. and like she's super pumped Mm -hmm. like she wrote that off when i was 17 Mm -hmm. she was like i'm not gonna have grandbabies and i was like yes you are mom like relax yeah Yeah. but now she's pumped about it but coming out to my mom my dad and my sister my sister knew my sister knew your sister is queer yes for sure um my sister knew way before she's like you're gay yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and then I came out as trans and she's like, duh. Like, yeah. we know. But my immediate family has been super awesome. Uh-huh. My dad's side of the family, they're not like outwardly mean about it, uh-huh. but they just like brush it on the rug, don't really yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. Like, I'm not out as trans to a lot of them. Uh-huh. Like, they still call me by my dead name and like uh-huh. she, her, and all that. So, but like, it doesn't really upset me. You know? Yeah, don't I, I don't really them. associate with a lot of them. There are yeah. some family members I do associate with, and they're more open to conversations about it, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Uh-huh. But other ones that are just so far gone from that, I just, yeah, I'm not gonna waste my time. Yeah. So even when we started dating and Jean was coming around my family, we ended up having to have a discussion about what misgendering means and why it's harmful and why Mm. it's important to not understand something but then learn it ask questions Uh and and it's still something that we have to like they correct themselves a lot now my family Uh my mom is great but like my stepdad is an older man and never heard of this in his in his life you know and it's like a constant conversation where you're just Uh like all right well keep trying like it's it's fine if you're messing up but don't Get like I think that people get really frazzled if they mess up and they start kind of emotionally dumping on not just Jean but anybody who identifies as anything outside of the binary mm-hmm. and they're like I'm so sorry I like I didn't you know I didn't mean it and it's like but now you're putting all the energy on Jean to make you feel better about just be like oh I meant and you know fix it yeah I mean it's come a long way yeah which I really appreciate so yeah yeah but just for anybody if you ever misgender somebody it happens just figure out if you get corrected and just be like, okay, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And what has your experience been online? Has it been positive, negative? You guys are very open about all of these things on your Instagram. Was that something when you, did you do that before van life or when you were creating this account where you like, okay, this is kind of a niche that we can not just like hone in on, yeah. but also like really create some representation within the van life community where you like just always that confident and kind of leading with that. Was that the idea? I was always really big on posting all the time and I love social media. I think it's a great tool. It's uh-huh. something that is a great like creative outlet that I always really liked. And so I was always posting a lot about my queer identity on my personal Instagram and so were you and when we were building I was using my personal Instagram to kind of document it all for kind of friends and stuff and when we got on the road I was like I think I want to make a joint account and make it queer van life like I wanted it to be known we had a YouTube for a while that we haven't been active on it was called steering queer we have our license plate has that around it Mm -hmm. yeah we want we were like, I want to talk about this. I think it's mm-hmm. important. I think that Jean has a lot of knowledge to share that 
even I couldn't just share my own and I didn't, I felt weird posting about Jean then on my personal Instagram. Like I just wanted our own space. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just the messages that we get now that we have been on the road for like seven months and we've grown that page since the day we started it, of people being like, I have looked like up to the things that you've been saying and I love seeing someone like Jean and mm-hmm. your relationship and the way you two care about each like all that stuff. It literally makes me emotional because it's the reason why we did it, yeah. you know? It's the reason yeah. why we started it and we've connected with so many other queer nomadic people on the road yeah. because of it and it's just Yeah, I think so happy we decided to do it. I think us being super out on our separate ones, just carried over into the joint one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. We've always been very... There's not many topics. Out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jean. So uh, we talked a bit about you being on testosterone. Mm-hmm. How have you navigated getting that on the road? And how would you... Do you have any advice for anybody who might be trying to do the same, navigating that on the road? Yeah. It's been hard. My insurance doesn't cover out of state. So I can't call my um, healthcare provider and be like, can you get my script sent to Jackson, Wyoming? So I have to have a friend. I've had two friends, my friend Candace and Reek. They have gone to where I usually get it and they'll mail it to me. Mm-hmm. And it's not great because I'll have to stop and then wait like mm-hmm. three weeks and then get it in the mail and then... Like, being off tea mm-hmm. and dealing with that hormonal imbalance and then getting back on it and only having it for three weeks mm-hmm. and then going off it again. It honestly has not been great. Yeah. yeah. How come there's such a big gap in that? Like, is it because, like, you can't pick up another script until this last one is officially done and then right. it's taking a couple weeks to get to you on the road? Yeah, exactly. And also, like, I don't expect my friends to prioritize that in their day-to-day, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like... Whenever you can get it to me, that would be awesome. Uh So whether that takes a week, two weeks, it is what it is, you know. Uh My affects your mood. It does. Well, that's what I was gonna say. The hormonal difference. Yeah, it makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. Like just like weekly being on that schedule of taking it. Like I take tea every Wednesday, and I'm I wake up super pumped. Uh You know, and just not being able to do that would like really bring me down. Yeah, for sure. So I recommend having someone who can prioritize it uh-huh. do it every month on the same day uh-huh. and like plan out that it might get sent back or because right. yeah. i've had that happen yeah. where it has gotten sent back and i had to wait like a month and a half for it oh my god yeah or if you can get on insurance that is out of state so you can just right that's what i was thinking send your mm-hmm. script or if you don't have insurance and you pay out of pocket, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you can get it sent anywhere. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Is it Does it tend to be kind of expensive? I think... I honestly don't remember. Yeah. Uh, I want to say it's less than $100. I want to say... I don't know why, but $33 is popping in my head. Without insurance? Yeah. I think it's like $33. Mm-hmm. It's for like a three-week supply. Mm. I wish it was easier... You know, like, it was something that we figured out really fast. We're like, oh, like, how are we going to do this? And we didn't realize that we couldn't get it just shipped to wherever. Uh-huh. We were it's on the like... road for seven months, and I got two sent to me. Yeah. Well, that's... I, I'm just, like, I 
would stockpile birth control when I was Mm -hmm. taking the pill at the beginning of this. And it's just really unfortunate that they won't give you like a large supply. Like what you can't get six months of quantity at a time. I asked them. I think they're worried that if you're injecting too much, because they have to measure your levels throughout. Mm -hmm. And I think when you take too much, you can really mess up your body. Like you can mess up your vocal box. You can Mm -hmm. mess up your hormones, obviously. You can mess up your mental state. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of things that could go wrong if you take too much. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, maybe somebody also has advice for you if they're yeah. doing that, too. If they you know. Know, kind of figured if out a different does, system. Yeah. let us know. Yeah. Please. That would be great. Yeah. I think if anyone needs advice or has advice, to just reach out to us. Yeah, Through Gene and Shay or through our personal. Because if you're messaging Gene and Shay, you're usually talking Messaging to... me, but I'll... If it's a question for Jean, I'll hand over the phone. Yeah, or if yeah. you just want to ask me in private. Yeah. I'm tagged on Jean and Shay in the photos a lot, so mm-hmm. just go to my personal and send me a DM. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then uh, what are the other Instagrams I know that you guys have been slightly involved with? Like Van Life Pride, yep. yes. I think is one. And Diversify Van Life yeah. are the two that are really great resources as well, just for anybody who might need them and is looking to connect with other queer nomadic people or people in just different communities, basically. It's very diverse and Mm -hmm. it's been helpful to us because you don't know where to look and you get on the road and you're like, I want to connect with people who are like me and who look like me and who can understand me. And those are great resources for sure. Awesome. Okay, so what has your biggest takeaway been, either internally with yourselves or even as a couple on the road? What what do you think is some of the bigger lessons that you've learned? As a couple on the road, we've definitely had to, like, dissect communication and boundaries. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think we did a really good job. It took a couple times, but I think we did a really good job of, like, hey, I really don't like when you do this. Hey, yeah. I really like when you do this. If this is an issue, we need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Stuff you're, like that. Yeah, you're forced to communicate a lot faster, I yeah. would say, if you have an argument yeah. with your partner. Gene and I don't argue too often, but obviously we do argue, mm-hmm. and you're right next to each other then. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have went for a walk before in a very weird place, and I was just like, I'm going back to the van. (laughs) But yeah, it kind of forces us to sit down and talk about it. Also realize how fast we can talk about it. Jean likes to take take... some time, whereas I could talk about it five minutes after an argument. Yeah. Kind of learning that about a relationship, I think we know that we can like handle anything together, and Mm -hmm. and have to we have to respect each other's boundaries. You know, even if like. I'm like, well, I don't want to talk about it for three days. And Shay's like, well, I want to talk about it now. And I'm like, all right, we can talk about it in like two hours. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. when you're traveling together, and I'm sure this is the same thing with you and Henry, even though you are you both have your own bands, like in a legitimate partnership, like you guys have to go figure things out all day, every day. Right. With each other. And so if you're on bad terms or for some reason you're still harboring on an argument that may have happened... It makes that harder, you mm-hmm. know, because... Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. And so we definitely have put us first and, like, have managed to kind of lose a lot of stubbornness around that, which yeah. I think is great. Oof. Yeah, that's so true. 
yeah. the stubbornness. I was so stubborn. I was so stubborn yeah. too. <laughs> oh my god. Well, especially it's really hard after living in a van for by yourself for so long because I found a lot of confidence and self-esteem in my stubbornness. I was independent and yeah. I prioritized myself and that's why I'm happy. And so trying to introduce this other person and like, okay, I'm just going to take one for the team right now and that's prioritize myself. Yeah. Like, I almost felt like, how dare you challenge that? Like, you should yeah. love me for being this way. Yeah. But then I just realized, I'm like, oh no, you're just being like a really shitty partner. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like that's just part of it. It really so, yeah. makes you, it's like, you put both yourself personally and your relationship, if you're in one and on the road, under a magnifying glass, mm-hmm. essentially, because you have, you are, all of the falls of anything are put smack dab in front of you all the time, and right. you can't really hide from them, and no. so I think it's a good way to just kind of grow. Yeah. Really. Was, that just reminded me of something that we talked about in Wyoming, and I want you guys to talk about going to the bathroom in front of each other, because that is something I will not do. Oh, it I didn't take long. It did not, and I was like, I am never going to like, do I'm this. I'm never going to poop in front of you and, and now we're like, just yeah, like you, are. You, go. you don't have a choice <laughs> yeah it's interesting it happened when was the first time for me it was probably like you. day two right i don't know about that i think i got out i was like i don't oh, that's to be true in here. we used to make each other get, get out of the out van, of the van. <gasps> that's embarrassing no, I think that's what. No, I think that's what do. most people do. <laughs> that's I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just like, all right. And well, we're like, play music loud or something. Like, we just do watch something. TikTok, turn it all the way up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we've gotten real comfortable, and it's crazy. <laughs> I just, I was like, I'm never, ever gonna do that. And then yeah. it's like raining outside a little bit. I'm like, you don't have to get out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just don't look at me like that. <laughs> right. Oh my I'm God, way more open about it than Shay is. It took me a lot longer. Like, three weeks longer. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that is one thing. I feel like you, and I, because we have separate vans, I've had, like, the ability to, like, hold on to that, like, cling to that stubbornness of just being like, no, you literally will never see that. I mean, when we first started dating, I wouldn't even, like, squat in the trees. If I would be like, turn around. (laughs) You have to turn around. I'd be like, I'm still going. Like, stop it. I'm too vulnerable. Yeah, I was so embarrassed. Okay, and then, so people always ask, like, what you're running from. Like, that's... Usually if I do a podcast that with somebody who's like not doing van life, like they're just kind of interviewing a van lifer for the first time, yeah. they always ask me like, so do you feel like you're running from anything? And I always say, yes, I, I was running at full speed away from everything. Like mm-hmm. I needed to take a breath in life and I mm-hmm. didn't feel like I could do that mm-hmm. yeah. until I moved into the van. Do either of you feel like you were running away from anything or was it like just kind of a COVID decision that you made? For me, I feel like kind of both. Not really a COVID thing, because if, even if COVID wasn't happening, I would still want to do this with you, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the opportunity arose, and I was like, absolutely. And then I would say working. I lived in Philly for 10 years, and I just, like, worked my ass off. I had, mm-hmm. like, three to four jobs that whole time, and I was like, it's just going to be really nice to not have to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think I was definitely running away from being stuck at this job for, I was at my job for like five years and it was just like, I felt like I was at a dead end and I wasn't doing anything. Right. So I felt like it was really nice to Well, and you can't do any personal growth, I feel, when you are working so much. Like that's, I was working a lot and it was just like, I didn't realize. I had no time. Yeah. To like hear your thoughts or right. sit with yourself or like yeah. i don't know who am i maybe let me right. see, yeah. let me actually what ask do myself i want to do yeah yeah mm-hmm. i i was like yeah i was like get me out of here as fast as i can i was definitely running from things i had always followed this like path that was laid out for me my whole life and i think the minute 
that I lost my job, I was like, this is my chance to get off of that path before I am forced to find a new job and just get into a new office or whatever the case is, get into a uh-huh. new <laughs> a new lease and spend my weekends going out like to bars and partying and stuff when all I really want to do is just stay inside and I'm tired, but I feel like I have to socialize in these two picked out days for me and it's yeah. like this structure, I would think about the fact that I had to do that for the next... 40 some years and I was like I'm miserable I Mm -hmm. hate this and yeah so I ran far away from that Mm -hmm. and it opened my parents eyes I think to see like there's life outside of that path that they always set for me and I had to take this like large leap or whatever and show them that and now I cannot imagine ever going back to that Mm -hmm. at all and yeah so I definitely think it helped me just yeah show them that there was something else out there and I'm happy like this you know yeah so what do you plan on for the future do you have any do you have plans in terms of like how long you'd be on the road and stuff most people don't i've never asked a person that lives in a van how long they want to live in a van and and them actually have an answer i think we're always gonna be doing this yeah like at least part time right for until the wheels fall off of our van (laughs) yeah 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 we're just gonna be going back out west after the holidays and enjoying the desert and then i'm we kind of are more up in the air about things. Yeah. But for the most part, our next big plan is eventually to buy land or, like, buy a house somewhere and have the van on that land. So, mm-hmm. van isn't going anywhere. No. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what Henry and I want to do, get just land. Stay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then it'll be, like, even just a transition to, like, building a home and, yeah. like, having mm-hmm. a home. It's like, let me just park yeah. basically on BLM, but just exactly. my BLM. My, yep. Now I, I think, own it. I think we want, like, a fixer-upper. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. And, yeah. like, if it's not livable at the, that point in time, obviously live in the van. Right. And the then, van's something I want to have when we have kids. Oh, yeah. I want yeah. our kids to be able to go in there and hang out. Yeah. And be, like, their their own little home. Right. Yeah, It'll be, cute. like, a tree house. Yeah, right. Their little van house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. super cute. Love yeah, that. right? Yeah. Yeah. We have no plans of stopping. Yeah. Okay, and then last question, just about your, like, content creation type stuff. I feel like we've talked about this, maybe Shay's kind of more in the lead or whatever on the Jean and Shay accounts, but you guys have really done some interesting, cool, unique things. Like, van life mm-hmm. has, you just see a lot of similar content, which mm-hmm. is totally fine. Everybody does it in their own way. But I feel like you guys have really done a great job at, like, mixing that up, and it's not just that. I know Jean has a full drum kit in the van. Yes. And so, it, which is fucking gnarly to watch somebody play the drums with like san francisco in the back and stuff like it really is cool to see that yeah that has got to do well on tiktok you've got to keep posting that on tiktok i'm just saying every time i see it i'm like this is classic viral video oh yeah we're gonna keep going with that we're not gonna stop yeah Yeah. i think you gave me the boost i needed to do it because i was just like (sighs) Mm -hmm. i don't know you're not just you're not social media savvy i don't know if it's gonna be good yeah. And then once we started doing it, it was pretty much half and half. Like, yeah. you would have an idea, and then I would have an idea, and we would yeah. just collaborate. Jean was a drummer for, like, most of their life, and I love, like, creating anything when it comes to content, whether it's, like, filming or, like, photos or whatever. So I would have these large content days where I had to get work done mm-hmm. for things I had to do, and Jean, I felt like I was just kind of come on, Jean, like, all right, does this look, right. you know what I mean? And I felt bad. And then we, like, had a talk about how Jean also wanted to drum more because mm-hmm. we have a foldable travel drum kit in our van underneath our couch. And you were like, let's film covers outside. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about you, but me in particular, you're like, this is the type of video that's doing really well when people are doing, like, 
like you said, there's a lot of like kind of repetition of ideas. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is great, and they're like great videos, but but I didn't want to make that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when we were kind of, we're always like playing with our content and being like, just do you guys like this? Like, do you like this? And I think that the drum cover really like in different places. Mm-hmm. Hit the nail on the head on that one. Yeah. I think people really liked yeah. it. So well, and, even in places like Stanley, Idaho, and right. stuff oh like that's. God. I want to see it. Yeah, yeah. it's We're very gonna cool. definitely keep going. Yeah. I'm so excited to do a desert one yeah. when we go mm-hmm. back to Arizona. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was Sedona. Joshua Tree. <gasps> Ooh, and Alabama Hills. I don't think you guys have been My there God, yet. I can't wait right? to go there. No, uh, we haven't. It will be your favorite place ever. The cell service kind of sucks, so that's like the only thing. Yeah. But oh my god, it is my favorite <laughs> place ever. You've never seen anything more beautiful in your life than like a sunrise at, in the Alabama hills. Yeah. Which for everybody listening to this, that is in California. People are always like, I Alabama? see it in Alabama. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So very last question. What advice do you have to anybody wanting to do van life? I would say don't have too many expectations. <laughs> It's going to be a lot different, I think, than what you see. It's different for each person. Personally, yeah, there's things that we all agree on about living on the road, but I had a lot of expectations about how things were going to go, and I think van life tests you and makes sure that you really want to do it and smashes those. And So just keep an open mind and realize that what you, Sydney, have talked about earlier, you don't know you're at the end of like a rough patch in the moment, but you will get through it, and it's just so worth it. I mean... The strength, even just personally, that you gain from Mm -hmm. living this lifestyle is kind of just incredible. You Mm -hmm. can't really find that in a lot of decisions that you make in your life to just kind of get like a therapy in a way every day of your life, even though it's hard. Yeah. My advice is prioritize your mental health and your boundaries. Mm -hmm. I've felt myself a lot of the time feeling bad for not being more social. Mm-hmm. Like I always felt slightly pressured to be more extroverted, which like getting out of my comfort zone definitely helped me, but also I felt myself getting burnt out more. Mm-hmm. So I just think listening, taking time to rest, mm-hmm. if you need it, do it mm-hmm. and set boundaries that are important to you. And yeah, just put your mental health like prioritize it yeah for sure yeah i feel like you guys specifically at least once we met up and i started following you i noticed how much you like you definitely caravan with people very very frequently which is awesome you get to meet so many people i've done it a million times but i'm always like so quick to be like i know you guys are on this three month journey but i will be in and out in about three days thank you and yeah i just can't do it yeah and there's nothing wrong with that yeah i definitely you're more social yeah, yeah and i'm introvert gene like needs that time so mm-hmm. i burn out faster and mm-hmm. i need longer to recharge it. yep yeah that's exactly how i am mm-hmm. well thanks so much for being on the podcast thanks of for having course. us this it was is amazing so yeah absolutely please follow them they do have individual accounts which you can find on the account that i'm about to share but this one is for both of them and a little bit more van life oriented yeah. but it's gene and shay g-e-n-e-a-n-d-s-h-a please go follow them i will post it and like tag you guys obviously a million times on all my socials once this comes out but yeah thank you we're gonna go have some drinks at a bar thank you thank you yeah